Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. Toyota Brookhaven services all makes and models. That could be why we were voted best service department the past two years. Come see why. Exit 40 Brookhaven or online at toyotabrookhaven.com. Great service, great savings. At Toyota Brookhaven, we deliver. Welcome in, everybody, to the Rebel Report. I'm Michael Borky, starting a little bit early. I hope you guys will forgive me, but the score is 52-3, to and Kincaid Dent is in the game. So I think it's okay that I start early and react to this game with you so I can watch the end of Florida-Kentucky and the start of the Mississippi State game. Again, I'm Michael Borky. Please follow, if you don't already, on Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube. Follow on Twitter at Michael Borky, like the Facebook page at Michael Borky, and subscribe to the YouTube channel at, you guessed it, Michael Borky. So follow, like, subscribe, whichever platform you use, find me there. And wherever you get your podcast, if you don't subscribe to this one already, if you're looking for it in browser or waiting for it to show up on the website, don't do that. Pull up your podcast app, search Rebel Report, subscribe, and if you like what you hear, leave a rating and a review. So 52 to 3 is the tentative final until the score changes. Old Miss made very, very easy work of a significantly worse opponent than them. And that's not surprising to anybody at all, or at least it shouldn't be. We talked about it all week. There's very little to read into this game just because of how overmatched Central Arkansas would be in this game. It was clear from the very absolute very beginning and that there was little to no resistance applied to Ole Miss from Central Arkansas. And it's hard to take a whole lot away from this game if we're being completely and totally honest. Everything that is said has to come with the caveat that it is Central Arkansas. Dramatic mismatch between these two teams So that is the caveat that starts everything I say following this for the next few minutes. The caveat is this is Central Arkansas. And Central Arkansas could not give Ole Miss any resistance whatsoever. That being said, there are a few things that obviously we can take away from this game. And it starts with Luke Altmyer. He got the start tonight. He was was good early. Now, we, we didn't get great looks at him with full fields and it got it got to a point where they, they cut to Lane Kiffin after they uh after they blocked a punt and they cut it to Lane Kiffin and he looked almost mad that they blocked a punt because he wanted to give Altmeyer a chance to to have a, a real drive instead of starting deep in central Arkansas's territory but early, uh, he did the right things. You know, there was a, a play um, where he probably would have gotten sacked against a lesser opponent, but it, that, it, you know, that that's just getting into semantics. He was sharp early. He made the right reads. He made decent throws. He looked comfortable. He looked good early in this game, did Luke Altmyer, And, of course, even, you know, the first seven throws of his night, I believe he completed six of his first seven, Um. It's hard to gauge what that's like because of who the opponent is, but that still doesn't take away from the fact that he came, he was ready to play, he made, he looked comfortable, he made good throws for the most part, made right reads for the most part, and he looked good. And then either something happened or he's hurt 
or a combination of both because after that he really just kind of fell off of a cliff. Now Malik Heath had a drop that that should have been a catch for a first down, so that doesn't reflect in the stats. Um, you know, made a bad decision on, on what was a dropped interception on this weird little shovel pass thing that he did uh, to to Casey Kelly in the end zone. That that was a dropped interception. He also threw an interception. It was a really bad decision. But the thing is, he looked hurt. I mean, he got hit hard and and came up kind of shaking his arm, and then every throw after that, he was kind of favoring it. He was he was shaking his arm as if he was hurt basically after every throw. I can't help but wonder how much of that actually impacted his performance or not. Clearly, there was something up. Um, again, those two decisions that I mentioned, the interception was a bad decision regardless if he didn't have as much juice in his arm because of whatever he's dealing with from an injury perspective. Uh, it was still not a good decision either way. There was, again, that dropped interception to Casey Kelly. Um, but but something was up. He, he got banged up. Uh, the severity of it, I don't know. Lane Kiffin offered nothing at halftime. I'm obviously... Uh, recording this before he talks to the media that will be for Monday reacting to you know his thoughts on the game tonight and then he'll talk about it again on Monday uh, so I'll talk about it with you then maybe we'll get more of a definitive update but there was clearly something off with him physically uh, but that wasn't the only thing that was off I mean again made a couple of bad decisions just like last week expecting Luke Altmaier to have been a finished product in this game would have been a very foolish thing to do. It it really would have. He did some nice things. He did some not so nice things. It's harder to gauge how good those nice things were because of who the opponent was, but they happened. They were real. They existed. He had a couple of touchdowns. They were short ones, but he had them Um, and, and was good out of the gate. But then whether it was the injury or whatever fell off immediately after that that is to be expected now you would have liked to have seen it go better than this considering the opponent but i just don't know as i sit here talking to you now how much the injury impacted how he played after that um so it's the same take as last week it's you you just he's a young quarterback he's not going to be a finished product at all um did some good things did some not so good things the issue now here for, for Luke Altmyer is what happened after he was taken out of the game. He threw that bad interception, didn't come in after that. Apparently, media relations told the press box that he was taken out because of the interception and not because of the injury, and that runs counter to everything that Lane Kiffin has done or said in his two years and two games at Ole Miss. I found that really bizarre. I wonder if that's a miscommunication or... Or that was just out of character for them because there's no reason to get media relations to tell the press box that anyway. I'm really curious to hear what that was all about um, when, when this is over because that didn't make any sense to me. He talks all the time about not wanting to take guys out after interceptions, but not only would he have done that tonight, he would have sent media relations up to the press box to let the media know before the game's even over, the, over that that's why he did it. That seems very out of character if that is, in fact, what happened. But either way, the interception gets thrown. Luke was clearly favoring that shoulder, and Jackson Dart comes in. Again, the caveat is needed that it is Central Arkansas, but Jackson Dart comes in and looked much better than he did 
last week. So we'll get into that in a second. I want to remind you that the podcast is brought to you by LBs just across from Kroger on University Avenue in Oxford. Uh, hope you went to LBs if you were cooking with me this weekend. I know I did. I made some uh, some uh, braised pork, uh, car- not carnitas. Um, I forget what they're called. Anyway, they're like small tacos that you fry on a skillet after you. Anyway, whatever. I- <laughs> great, great ad read here. Um, doing it on the fly. But uh, I cooked with meat this weekend. If you didn't and you want to, maybe next weekend when Ole Miss is on the road, you got to go to LB's. Again, just across from Kroger and University. It's the best place in the state to get your meat. Uh, tell Greg and the good people there that I sent you. They'll hook you up. We've also got daily lunch specials Monday through Friday. Good advice as well. Side options there too. Everything you need for cooking with meat is at LB's, just across from Kroger on University in Oxford. Podcast is also brought to you by Advantage Business Systems. ABSMS.com is the website if you're in the market for office technology anywhere inside of the state of Mississippi. Office technology, ABSMS.com has got you covered. If you tell them I sent you, you get a complimentary office technology assessment. So you tell them what you need, whether it's phone systems or data security or cloud storage or copiers and printers or mail machines. You tell them what you need, what your budget is. They'll give you an assessment on me. ABSMS.com. So Jackson Dart comes in and he goes 10 of 15 for 182 yards, two touchdowns. I'm sure he made one in there, but to the naked eye, to the 30,000 feet view, didn't make an egregious mistake. He, he had one series where uh, had multiple incompletions on the series. One was a pass over the middle. Looked like it may have been tipped at the line, but either way, it should have been an easy pitch and catch that he missed. Uh, A deep ball that should have been pass interference was not. And then there was a miscommunication where it looked like he expected Bentley to sit down in in zone, and he kept running and threw the ball incomplete. But by and large, a significant difference in in what, what I would call comfort from last week to this week. Looked a lot more comfortable. Now, the opponent is significantly significantly worse, which probably leads you to being more comfortable. So again, there's really not a whole lot you can read into just this game, but the deep ball was was much, much, much better. They threw a, a couple of just really perfect deep balls, had a couple of nice passes over the middle. Again, I mean, he completed 10 passes for 18 yards per completion. I believe 10 of 15, what is that, 66 Six 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 repeating percentage. Isn't that right? Not a math guy. Sixty seven percent completions. Whatever it is for one hundred eighty two yards and two touchdowns looked a lot more comfortable. And I got the same feeling that a lot of people did after that was quite simply, uh, it's over. It it feels like moving forward, going into the Georgia Tech game, this is going to be Jackson Dart's job. Uh, he he looked better tonight. Uh, he throws a better deep ball. He, he's got a higher talent ceiling, and I think that was on display uh, tonight. We'll, we'll know more about Luke Altmaier's injury moving forward, but I think that that was – if you can take away anything from this game, if you are looking at this game in a vacuum, that would be a mistake because it's Central Arkansas and all that stuff. But based on everything we've seen and, and what we know, it, it does appear as if it's over. It does appear as if this is over. And as I'm looking at the stats, they, they've added an incompletion to uh, 
Oh, wait, Jackson Dart's still in the game? They put him in to throw a a, a pass? That's bizarre. I wonder if they have that right. There's no way Lane Kiffin put him back in late in the fourth quarter after playing Dent. I'm not watching anymore. I just have the stats up. That's bizarre. Either it doesn't matter. Um, it, it feels like tonight. Uh, I don't know if Lane Kiffin's going to announce it. They may not, just to make Georgia Tech study both. It does feel like this is over. And going into Georgia Tech, I would be shocked, utterly shocked, if Jackson Dart is not the quarterback going into the Georgia Tech and even the Tulsa game and the Kentucky game. I think that this competition has um, has been decided. I think it's I think it's over at least uh, in the meantime. I think it's over, and Jackson Dart will be your quarterback moving forward. He is not a finished product. He is going to make mistakes. I, I had somebody on Twitter say to me earlier, which is just so bizarre to me, that this is just bizarre. He said, um, let me find it here, actually, just so I can read it to you. Keyword inconsistent. He looked like crap on the last drive was one tweet that I got. Yes, that, that I mean, that's. That's one drive. Another person said, I want to see something that is promising. I just don't. I, I, I don't understand. I just don't understand how some fans have that thought. That's what I don't quite get. Are, is Jackson Dorton consistent? Yes, of course. He's going to be for a while. There, there's a chance that he loses you a football game this year, just like Matt Corral did in his second year as a starter at Ole Miss. Twice. That that's going to happen. There are going to be growing pains. He's going to make mistakes. He's going to make bad throws. Luke Altmyer is going to make mistakes, and he's going to make bad throws if 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 he plays meaningful football moving forward. The 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 scrutiny. I understand that quarterback competitions, every throw is evaluated and scrutinized heavily, but these are human beings after all. They're not perfect. I watched C.J. Stroud against Arkansas State today have a bad series, and I watched that game for like 20 minutes, and I saw C.J. Stroud have a bad series. So if he is a – I mean, that, that that guy's a Heisman contender. People think he's one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best quarterback in America. He's allowed to have a bad series. Why are your new guys who are playing for – I mean, Jackson Dart's playing for Ole Miss for the second time in his life today. And he has a bad series, and and suddenly it's like, oh, I'm not impressed. I just don't get it. I, I just simply don't get it. Some of the the reactions to the, the quarterback thing blow my mind. They they simply blow my mind. I don't quite understand why people are just seeking negative when tonight you had a positive thing happen with your quarterback. I don't, I, I don't understand it. But either way, I do believe that this is Jackson Dart's job. And, and the, the timing is good because it looks like Kentucky's about to beat Florida. Kentucky's going to come into Oxford, and they're going to be tough and physical. And um, that's going to be a tough out. So the more reps that, that Jackson Dart can get between now and then are, are critical. Because if you want to win that game, again, Kentucky's about to go into Florida and win. Defensively, they were excellent tonight, uh, was Florida, or was Kentucky. I mean, they picked off Richardson twice. He's only thrown for 122 yards, and he's run for four. Kentucky defensively has been 
exceptional, exceptional tonight. And um, having this seemingly be over is a good thing because everybody's pointing to that game as they should. So that's the thing about quarterbacks. Altmeyer looked quite good early. He got hurt. We'll see what the news is there. It felt like Jackson Dart came in and, and kind of took this job tonight. I could be wrong, but that that is what it felt like. Otherwise, it's, it's hard to take much away. Snaps early weren't great. That's a problem. Uh, in special teams, they literally had to hold Ole Miss back. or They had to hold their guys back from blocking every single punt they could have if they wanted to block every single punt. There's very little, if anything, to read into this team defensively because of a game like this. It's Central Arkansas. It, it it's Central Arkansas. Um, so there's very little. Every every reaction to this game deserves a caveat. But um, yeah, they get the win. Uh, appear to be healthy, and that's all you can really ask for. Seems like a quarterback has emerged. Feels like he came out of this game healthy. They didn't really screw around. Not much more you can ask for. Now an interesting test upcoming with Georgia Tech. Thank you guys for tuning in, and I will see you on Monday. A Super Talk Mississippi media production.